Y'all, I've been sitting here for the past five to ten minutes trying to figure out a better way to start this podcast episode. This is how I chose to start it. (laughs) But welcome back to Help Your Damn Self Podcast, y'all. This is episode number one of season two. And I sincerely apologize for being away so long. Because even a week is long, but I've been gone longer than a week. Uh, I can't even tell you the date of my last episode. It hasn't been that long, but it's just been so much going on in my life that I haven't really had the opportunity to really work on my podcast like I'd like to. But now I am back. I am back and I am sorry for being away so long because... Like they say, what you don't use, you lose. And if you're not listening to my podcast or if I'm not updating it regularly, I'm sure you find another means of audio to listen to. So I am back and welcome back. Um, This episode today is interview do's and don'ts. Now that September is here and that unemployment is getting cut off. People are being forced back into the workforce. And when I say forced, I mean forced because we already know that when the unemployment was booming, I mean, it was they were paying more than these jobs paid. So, I mean, honestly, just look within yourself and 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 ask yourself, would you go back to work making twelve dollars an hour, you know, a little four hundred dollar a week check like would you go back to that and you getting over a thousand dollars a week or every other week or however it's paid like so i mean it is what it is but they put it out there then they took it away so people are getting ready to go back to work and with me um knowing that i wanted to offer a little advice as far as job interviewing so um i want i put this episode together um, to offer to the public as a resource. And I'm also offering a free printable, um, which consists of a interview checklist and also a interview checklist explanation sheet. I call it a cheat sheet, but, um, it basically is something that you can print off and you can use. You write on it. You can check off on it. It's spaces on the bottom of it for you to put notes down there. But um, I wanted to give you guys something because I, I talk I talk you to death. I talk you to death already, but I wanted to offer you guys something too. So this printable is available right now on my website in the freebies and printable section. And um, my website will be in the description. So when you get done with this episode, I mean, you can click the link and see if if it's something you like. If you don't like it, you know, so be it. But if you'd like to print it out, it's free. It's any anyone has access to that. Anyone that um, has access to my website has access to that free link. So take advantage and give it to somebody, you know, or you know what I'm saying? Use it yourself if you're out in the or trying to get back out in the workforce and you need a refresher on certain things about interviews and do's and don'ts but anyway um I wanted to get real on this episode about interview do's and don'ts because we already pretty much know the basics 
And I'm not going to say everybody because common sense is not uh, a God-given gift. It's not like you're not born with common sense. And we know that nowadays. But anyway, this this episode, I wanted to get real uh, down to earth about how to approach job interviews because everybody isn't the same. And the interviewer isn't always the way that people make them out to be like this formal person with a suit and tie and neat haircut and they just straight to the point and they like a correctional officer at a prison like that's how they make an interviewer look but interviewers come in all different um shapes and sizes and forms and, and characters and personalities like you you can go to a job interview and run into a person that only uses slang when they talk like it, it it just depends so that's why I want to dive into I mean well I want to get into this uh episode and offer my opinion on interview do's and don'ts um and before I start on that episode um I did say in the previous season that this season will be about guests and I'm still uh looking for guests and host to work with me on my podcast and I didn't realize how hard it was to find qualified guests for your show when you're just starting out um it's easy to find them when you're popular and everybody's talking about you because they're pretty much begging you to be on your show but when you're just starting out it's it's kind of hard to get guests that can relate to your topics and um be prepared and be on time things like that so I'm still looking guys but for the time being I'm not gonna just hold off on my podcast because I don't have guests I'm gonna still um put that offer out there and um eventually you know I might get lucky so let's talk about interview do's and don'ts Okay, y'all, let's dive right into this episode. So episode one, season two, like I said, the do's and don'ts when job interviewing. I feel like this is very important right now in this time, at this time, because it's a lot of people going back to work. It's a lot of people um, looking for jobs and it's just things that I've been seeing and not just now, but in the past too. It's just things that I've been seeing that doesn't work and things that I've seen and done that does work. So that's why I wanted to do this episode as the number one um, episode of season two, because I want to offer something worth listening to. I want to offer some advice to the general public about what you should and shouldn't do when you're job interviewing. And some of this may seem or sound like common sense to, it may sound like common sense to you, but it, it, it may not be common sense for everybody. And like I know for a fact, common sense is not a God-given gift. And it's not something that you just automatically have. Like, I don't care what nobody say. Some people say you should have common sense, but... No, it's a learned trait. It really is. And it takes a lot of takes a lot of focus throughout life to 
keep and maintain common sense. So anyway, um, as far as uh, my list go, like I like I told y'all before, I want to keep it structured. So I do um, write outlines for my podcast episodes. So these these are points. They're numbered, but um, we're not going to focus on the number because that really doesn't matter. I'm going to do a lot of talking and explaining on this episode. And like I've been told, I'm a rambler. So excuse me if I'm rambling, but let's get started. So the first thing that I thought was important to list is don't schedule an interview you can't attend. And that speaks for itself like that. Even just that one sentence just explains it all. But I'm going to explain a little more. So that that point doesn't just go for potential employees. It also goes for recruiters or people in human resources that are in control of hiring or um, actively are hiring like they're in there giving the interview. So this that point goes both ways. So the first way is the potential employee. You should already be aware of your future plans as far as the next few days to the next week. You should pretty much already know what your your schedule looks like. Maybe not everything because things pop up, but generally you should already know what your next few days to a week look like and what you can fit in and what you can't. And if you don't know, then maybe you need to take a step back and start working on organizing your priorities and organizing your tasks because that really does help. And I swear it helps me. And I try to do it, y'all, because I'm not preaching to the choir because I'm actively working on that. Like I've been sticking to my using my journals to keep me in line. But I'm 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 saying like it's 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 a desperate need to get organized out here, because especially if you're like me and you're a busybody and you're doing a lot of stuff and you're involved in a lot of stuff like you really, really need to be organized. So you should already know what your like next three days or a week look like. So if you don't know, find out because you shouldn't plan an interview that you can't attend because once you call and cancel that interview, even when you reschedule it, you look bad. You look bad. Like, damn, like I already hear the little smart comments they saying in the office when you do after you hang up the phone. Damn, they, they can't even um, make it to the interview. Like, Damn, is it that serious? Whatever they had going on. Like, you know, I can hear the slick shit being said. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure you plan accordingly. Now, as far as the employer that's doing the hiring, you guys should not make interviews that you cannot attend or that you cannot um, follow through with. It's it's just just it's it's stupid. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of both of our time. So just recently, over the last couple of days, two companies contacted me, and I'm gonna try to keep this little story brief. I'm not gonna like draw like make it all long long and drawn out. But two two companies um, contacted me from jobs that I applied to on Indeed. They contacted me, um, I guess they took my information off Indeed and contacted me through their personal HR portal called Bamboo Hour. Um, I'm not going to name the companies because I don't want to throw them out there. I'm not trying to make anybody look bad, but 
Both of the companies wanted to interview me on the same day. So I told one company 10.30 and I told the other company 11.30 so I can have an hour in between. So the next day, I forced myself to get up extra early so I can be prepared for these interviews. I was ready. I had got ready for work early just so I wouldn't have to be behind after the second interview. Like I was fully prepared for these interviews. So I'm sitting there, 10.30 hit. No phone call. 10, 10.39 hit. No phone call. No email. 10.47 hit. No phone call. No email. 11 o'clock hit. No phone call. No email. So I'm like, damn. I'm like, did he forget that he scheduled an interview with me today? Or did I read it wrong? Or So I went back to the email, looked at the date. It, he didn't specify a date, but he said Thursday. And it was it was this past week, you know what I'm saying? And he had scheduled it like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that or Monday even. But he never called. He never emailed. So I emailed him, asked him, hey, did you forget about the interview? And did I not give you my phone number? And I sent him my phone number. Never got a reply. So I was like, let me call up to this company and see if this a legit job post. Because Indeed is known to have scams on it, just like Craigslist. So I'm, I called up to the company, said the man's name, and the lady knew who I was talking about and everything. And she said, that's not like uh, Mr. Man. I was about to slip up and say his name, but that's not like him. I'm going to send him an email and, and see if he can get back in touch with you. So I was like, okay. She's, I guess she sent the email. I don't know, but I never heard from this man. And today is Friday. Well, it's today's Saturday morning. It's 124. And I have not heard from that man. Same thing happened with the other interview. The lady never called, never emailed. So I sent her an email. She finally emailed me back and said, oh, I'm so sorry. The time zones got me messed up. She's like, can we reschedule it for tomorrow at the same time, which is Friday? So I was like, yeah, we can do that most definitely because I'm, I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? At this point, like, come on, give me this interview so I can see what's up. So the next the next day come yesterday, which was Friday. No phone call, no email, no nothing. So this at this point, I just just completely just charge it to the game like I'm not about to try to call them I'm not about to email them no more like what was the point of you even contacting me in the first place if you was gonna play games with me so that's how I was looking at that situation so that goes back to my point don't schedule an interview you can't attend because you're not only wasting my time you're wasting your time as well as the company's time you wasting everybody's time because I could have been doing something else instead of sitting there waiting on y'all to call me. Point. The next point. Because <laughs> I know y'all felt that passion in that little excerpt. But um, the next point. Do not reschedule at the last minute. And this goes back to the first point. It makes you look bad. Like I can hear the people right now talking shit about you when you leave or when you hang up the phone or whatever damn they had rescheduled and already on they uh for their interview you can already tell what kind of worker they gonna be like they people form conclusions and judgments immediately about you if they don't know you like any little thing that you can do somebody's gonna form a judgment or a conclusion about 
certain things about you because of the way you handle the situation because of the way you talk because of the way you look it's gonna you your first the first impression matters and i know that's cliche but it's true everything that you do when you first meet somebody will be remembered because they start building this building this profile of you in their mind of you know things about you and the things that you do so you don't want to look bad so don't reschedule at the last minute if you have to reschedule like make sure you you absolutely have to reschedule because if if you don't if it's a dumb reason don't reschedule it just go ahead and do the um interview and get it over with don't have yourself out here looking bad or making your name look bad but again if it's an emergency at least give them ahead ahead of notice like four to six hours if if you can't at least two hours but at least be get have the common decency to let them know so they won't be sitting around waiting on you and you you'll be wasting everybody's time at this point next point make sure you clearly understand where your interview is going to be and what time i can't stress that enough i've slipped up and made mistakes and looked at the wrong date and time or looked at the wrong address and went somewhere and I was almost late for the interview because I didn't pay attention to the address or I entered it into the GPS wrong. Make sure you look it up before your interview come up. Like you can easily put the address in Google Maps and look at your distance and how far it is and get an idea of where you're going. You know what I'm saying? And by you looking at that ahead of time, you can prepare. That lets you know what time you need to leave the house for the interview. That lets you know how much time you got to get ready, how early you you got to get up or how late you can sleep. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you clearly understand where the interview is going to be and what time. Make yourself look good because, again, first impressions matter. They matter. Next point. Ladies, stop dressing like you're going to the club when you go to an interview just stop because you really look stupid i'm just keeping it real you look stupid as hell you don't look good you don't look fly you probably look fly to them other ratchets on facebook or instagram or wherever you posting these pictures but you don't look good to the workforce industry you don't look good to an, a recruiter or an interviewer they looking at you like yeah they ain't gonna last like, these are the things that they be saying in their head. Like, I hear this every day from supervisors and operations managers and HR uh, personnel. Like, I hear this every day from people when they see people, when they see new people. Like, I hear the things that they say about them. So, I'm trying to put you on game on what these people saying about you when you come in here looking like that. Stop wearing whole clothes to an interview. Even if you ain't got, you know, really too many interview clothes, at least scrape up a little change to go get you a nice little uh, polo shirt. But it ain't got to be real polo. You, it, it can be Hanes or it can be whatever them Walmart brands call. Like you can go get one of them white polo shirts from Walmart. Find you some slacks. You know what I'm saying? Some little cheap pumpkin seed suit, shoes for $5. Like I done been there. 
Actually, I used to like them pumpkin seed shoes, them different colors. Like, they go with everything, but they tear up too fast. That's why I don't buy them no more. But you can wear them for a couple of days or a week or something until you get your check. And then you on your feet. You know what I'm saying? Then you can get you something else. But don't go in there making yourself look stupid. Because this goes back to the first few points I'm making. Like, first impressions matter. People form conclusions and judgments about you upon upon receipt or upon (laughs) and I'm sounding like I'm at work but as soon as they see you they forming a conclusion by the way you look by the way you dress your body language your makeup your hair what type of jewelry you got on everything is being viewed and analyzed when you appear and especially if this person don't know you because they need to find things that they can point out and say, oh, okay, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. That's just what we do. That's life. So make it your responsibility to go in there looking presentable so that they can have a good impression in their minds of you. No matter the circumstances behind closed doors, always look good, always present yourself well. Never let them see you sweat. Next point, I, I, I y'all, I, and I just used one, but don't use slang at an interview. Even if the person interviewed you does, still try to stay as professional as possible. Because you don't want to be like them or be like anyone else. You want to appear professional. You want to be taken serious. So no matter how relaxed and loose the interviewer is, always keep your composure and remain professional. But do not use slang. Like, don't go in the interview and you be like, oh, what's up, man? What's been up with you out here, man? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you see how I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I say that a lot. But I'm not going to say that in a professional environment like my whole my whole per I changed as a person when I'm in a different professional environment like the way I talk is is different from how I talk when I'm in a comfortable environment around people that talk like I do so you got to learn how to you know do both you know what I'm saying it ain't being fake if you go in an interview being professional and proper like it's nothing wrong with that it ain't lame it ain't corny you trying to get your bread and you keep hollering about you chasing this bag so do what you got to do to get that bag secured instead of chasing it like stop chasing it and, and actually get it and do what you need to do to get it and going in an interview talking like these rap lyrics and no offense because I listen to rap heavy like that's all I majority of what I listen to I'm booming it on my Facebook story every day but that doesn't mean I'm I'm talking like that when I'm in a professional environment and that's what I mean by that you have to know how to differentiate so next point don't expose all of your tattoos like, just, I mean, and you may have a whole body's worth. Like, I don't know. Like, certain jobs are for certain people. 
But if you're trying to get a job at Bank of America and you're trying to get a job like at the front desk where you got to be in front of people all day, I mean, you can't have tattoos on your face. Can't have tattoos crawling up your neck, all on your hands and on your fingers and all of that, like covered in tattoos. Like you got to make, you got to think about the things that you choose to do or that you're going to choose to do, like. It'll be hard for people that's covered in tattoos to get jobs like that. Unless, unless it's a different type of environment or culture that stems from management and above. So let me give you an example. If you go to, um, let me see what's a, a place. Like if you go to a bar, a bar and you're trying to be a bartender like those tattoos may be okay there because that's a more relaxed environment you're not costing the company nothing because they paying you you know like probably three dollars an hour and everything is based on tips so you're working for yourself really so they don't really care about that i mean some restaurants do if it's fine dining but if you go into like some type of bar and you know and you're trying to be a bartender i'm sure that you know you could probably get a job in there and they if it's that many tattoos they may throw you back there in the kitchen instead of in front of people depending on the type of restaurant but but tattoos um is a controversial thing because everyone tends everyone nowadays tends to um express themselves that way and the more that people appeal to it the more people are going to continue to keep doing it and overdoing it you know what i'm saying sometimes you get reactions from people that's not real they just trying to boost your head up so they you get a tattoo on your cheek big ass rose and then your your fake ass friends oh that look good man that shit flies fuck but i bet you they won't put no tattoo on their cheek i bet you they won't tattoo their face up or they probably will because that's their lifestyle but if you're trying to get a real decent, I mean, a real good job or get a, have a career and be in a professional environment around professional, other professionals, then the tattoos can't be excessive. And I mean, I don't agree with it. Like I have tattoos myself, but I don't, I'm not covered in them. So a lot of times you can't really even see my tattoos. I have one on my wrist. And um, you can see that one a lot, but it's a big flower, and it's all—it's under my wrist, so it's—it's like—it's—it's it's not really that visible, but it is. So, but that's pretty much it. I mean, I have a tattoo on the back of my neck, but you gotta really be like zoomed in on me to know what's going on with my tattoos. I don't—I don't expose them like that, like not like that. I don't show them off. So, let's move on to the next point, guys. Um, do not play on your phone. Do not play on your phone. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, some things may sound like common sense to you guys, but to many it's not common sense because they still go in these interviews sitting there playing on their phone. They get a text. They got to look at it while the interviewer talking to them. Like, it's not really that serious. Like, that text probably ain't no ain't no money. It ain't nobody else like texting you saying you they giving you a job like it's it's no reason why you even need to have your phone out in the interview anyway. And even if you got on your watch, put it on silent. Like you need to give your undivided attention 
to the interviewer so you can fully understand the circumstances that you're getting ready to get into. And a lot of people miss a lot of valuable information during an interview because they're not really paying attention or they're just too eager and thirsty to get the job. They just, they're they not even listening. You know what I'm saying? Then they get in this job and be like, oh, I ain't know I had to do all this because you ain't listening. You weren't paying attention in the interview. But it's, it's no need to play on your phone in a job interview. <laughs> Seriously. The next, the next point is, is basically the same thing, kind of. Do not answer your phone. Do not answer texts in the interview. Like, just, just don't. Put it on silent. The interview ain't going to be that long. It's not like you got an eight-hour interview or a ten-hour interview. That interview ain't going to take no time. All the other stuff that you do that wastes your valuable time, you can get through this interview without paying attention to your phone for a second like it's not that serious now if you got money hitting your phone every five minutes that's a different story but i can't say everybody getting that and if they were why would they be sitting in a job interview anyway (laughs) doesn't make sense so next point your body language says a lot about you your body language and that goes from your head to your toe the way your eyes look the way you got your mouth the way you got your hands or your arms crossed the way you got your legs or the way you move side to side like all of that means something but it's never good to really just sit there all slouched like you at home sitting on the couch eating Cheez-Its and with your arms crossed while you're in an interview The best way to appear enthused is to sit up straight and look alert. Even if you're not as alert as you need to be, that's how you need to look. You need to appear that way. Don't slouch and cross your arms. And... The body body language, like I said, it, it speaks for itself. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Somebody can just look at you and know something wrong with you. Or they can look at you and figure out how you feel because of how your body language looks. So pay attention to your body language when you're in, in an interview because that's detrimental to getting the job as well. If, if you're read wrong, if your body language is read wrong, you can definitely get rejected for the job because they didn't. Fit, they may have felt like you weren't interested you weren't enthused to be there you didn't care you didn't you weren't listening even if you were if you even if you heard every single word word they said your body language can tell a whole story so pay attention to that next point don't panic it's always wise to stay calm in an interview so example if they ask you, why are you leaving your, your um, current employer? No matter how mad you are at that company, stay calm and explain to them why you're looking for new opportunities. Don't bash the company. Don't talk trash about the CEO. Don't even give them more information than they need to know. 
just tell them that you're looking for more opportunities. You're looking to advance and the current company that you work for does not have other um, advancement opportunities. So you're looking to find something else. That's how you keep it. Stop telling them everything. Stop telling them your what, which, what's really going on because you're really making yourself look bad. And to be honest, like I've said a million times to other people face to face, but CEOs know each other. CEOs and owners of companies, they know each other out here, especially if they're in the same state. They up there in the same tax bracket. They know each other or done cross paths at some point. So you fuck up at one, and you if you fuck up real bad, your name ringing bells out there, and you're going to have a hard time getting a job in that field that you were in. You know what I'm saying? So don't panic. Stay calm no matter what happens in the interview or what's said. Stay calm. The next point. Don't go to an interview unprepared. And when I say unprepared, go in there with a damn pen. At least have a damn pen in your pocket or in your pocketbook. A pencil, not a marker, none of that, not a highlighter, but you need a pen. Have your own pen. You shouldn't have to ask for a pen when you go to a job interview, and I'm sick of it. Like, you ask them, hey, can you can you sign these forms right here? Oh, um, you got a pen. I, 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 forgot, to, I forgot to bring one. You knew you was coming to an interview, though. Like, you drove all the way here, knew you was coming here, and didn't even care enough to get your own pen. What if, what if the interviewer ain't got no pens? I mean, I'm sure they do because they probably interviewing you in the office somewhere. But still, it looks good when you already come prepared with your own pen. Come with documentation, such as your resume, the paper application, if there is one, your college degree, transcripts from college with your grades. You know what I'm saying? I overdo it. I'm an overachiever. I'm I'm a natural-born Libra, honey, and we are... We try to be perfectionists and we try to be like we want to be we want to be known for our work ethic. You know what I'm saying? So I stack it up. I bring everything I have that talks good about me because I want this company to know how good of a person I am and how great of an asset I'll be to their company. And that's how you need to be. Go prepared. Make yourself look good. Stand out. Even if you don't get the job, make them remember you. Make them feel bad that they didn't hire you. And damn, that was a good one. And we let them slip away. Like, make sure you show up and show the fuck out. Next point. I already said this earlier, and I'm going to say it again. Don't complain about your previous employers. They know each other. Make it more so a general and broad thing. You're just ready for new opportunities. You... You rated, you're seeking a um, better work environment or things like that. Like, don't don't bash the company. It doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good. Next point. Don't settle for whatever is being told to you in these interviews. Don't settle. You can negotiate your pay. Sometimes you can even negotiate your schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if you're really, really qualified for that job and you already know that you can turn that company around with the skills that you have, don't settle for for very for very little because a company going to try to save some money regardless. And anything they do, they're going to try to save some money. 
And if you in logistics or in the manufacturing field, a lot of them starting to work on this thing called lean, where they reduce a lot of things throughout the facility to save money and save time and save weight on waste and things like that. So labor is included in that. So if they have to cut back on labor to save some money, they will. You know what I'm saying? So if you know that you're qualified and that they'll, you'll be in that position and they won't be able to do nothing without you, you know what I'm saying? Put your foot down and tell them what you want and what you can offer. But don't settle. Don't just take the bare minimum just because that's what they're offering. See if they'll go a little higher. And if they don't, then it's okay. Still remain calm. Thank them for the interview and go on about your business. They might think about it later and email you and be like, oh, man, all right, we, we'll, we'll go ahead and pay you what you want. When can you start? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you never know, so don't settle. Next point. Lord, this one right here. Y'all young ladies and this curl of uh, young ladies and young men with this colorful hair. Like some stuff is okay. Like dyeing your hair burgundy or dyeing your hair brown. Things like that. But dyeing your hair in a color that you know you would never, never, ever be born with. No one is ever born with these colors. Like yellow hair. Because y'all call it blonde. But I'm seeing yellow a lot. And not and and if not yellow, I'm seeing a cream color with a gold tint. Like I'm seeing all these funny colors: pink, light green, uh, turquoise, purple mixed with lime green, and I'm seeing all of this. And you wonder why you only can get these fast food restaurant jobs that you keep getting offers from, like. If you want people to take you serious, you have to make yourself look serious. You have to make yourself look presentable. And I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean no harm, but that colorful hair is not attractive. It's not attractive. You, I mean, it, it I'm not going to just put you down or anything like that. I'm just letting you know. I'm not even going to keep on talking about it, but it doesn't look good when you're in a professional environment. You can't come in some office with heels and pumps on. And and, and and then some environments do allow you to come to work like that. But most, they don't. And, and, and when hiring managers see that, they really do go behind closed doors and talk about it. Like it's, and it's not a good conversation. So just try to be subtle with the hair dye. If that's really, really what you need. If, you know, if you really need to just dye your hair because you don't like having black hair then or brown hair or whatever color your hair is, just try to be subtle with the coloring until you find out what the work environment is like. If it's okay, then do it. Go for it. Free, go for it. Go for it. But if you see everybody else looking formal and you're the only one in there looking like a peacock, then you need to step back and, and, and fix that. Especially if you want people to take you serious. The next point. These extremely long nails, y'all. They are beautiful. They are absolutely beautiful. And the creative minds that come up with these designs have my heart on some strings like I love it 
I love it. And I wish I could wear them, but I can't because I work full time and I have to use the computer a lot. So I can't type with that. I can't, I can't type with six inch nails. I can't type with uh, seven, I mean, five inch nails. I can't. And my point on this is that wearing the extremely long nails to a job interview is not appropriate depending on what kind of job. Now, if you go into a strip club to interview interview for a job, okay, the nails might be fine. But I don't know how you're going to be able to grab that pole and grip it good with those nails because you can't ball your fist up good with those long nails. So I don't really know how that'll work. But if you're trying to get a job at uh, Walmart as a cashier, what if one of those nails gets stuck in that conveyor belt when you're trying to scan those goods? Like, you you can't, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can you really do with them nails? Like, unless you got a man that's saying, baby, you ain't got to work, I'll take care of you and keep them long-ass nails done, then you good. But if you, like me, that got to pay your bills and, and get out here and grind, then shave them goddamn nails off, sis. You can get them done, they ain't got to be that long. It's not that serious. Don't you want somebody to take you serious? Nobody's going to take you serious looking like a hood rat. Like, it's not at all. I'm sorry. Don't go on a job interview with seven, eight, seven inch nails with rhinestones and beads and uh, money, money decals and Gucci and Louis Vuitton decals and shit looking like Rakisha off a damn some ratchet ass movie. Like, come on. And now I don't even know that who, I don't know who name that was, y'all. I just said a name and it came up in my head. But I hope y'all understand where I'm coming from. But them long ass nails, y'all just chill. Just chill out. It's not that serious. The next point of the don'ts. Don't wear excessive jewelry and perfume. Guys, you don't need to wear all eight of your chains to the interview. I mean... You don't need why why you do like eight chains, these big diamond earrings in both ears, you got your pinky ring on, your thumb ring, your middle finger ring. You know what I'm saying? Like why do you need all of that to go to the job interview? Like you go in there because you need money, but then you go in there looking like you already got it. Like, is that really necessary? Like I mean, do that in your personal time. It's not really ne- necessary or relevant for a job interview. And 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 stop thinking that women are automatically um, excited or enthused to see a guy with a lot of chains on. That those chains don't mean a damn thing to a real woman. That don't mean you got money. That's probably when you had a lump sum at one point and then you bought some and then now you broke though for real. But you still got your jewelry because you like, I ain't going to sell my jewelry, man. I can't sell my jewelry type shit. So don't wear excessive jewelry to a job interview. It's not necessary. Perfume, y'all, and cologne, tone it down. We know you want to smell good. But damn, you ain't got to go in there smelling like you've been, ba- you been dipped in it and soaked in it. Everybody might not like that scent. Might make people sneeze, depending on what kind it is. Just chill out. You ain't just go in there smelling like soap and deodorant. It's all right. And some cocoa butter lotion. It's all right. I swear it's all right, y'all. And the last point I want to make of the don'ts is don't just listen to speak. 
Make sure you clearly comprehend what's being said to you throughout the entire interview. Make sure you know the ins and outs. Ask questions. Look the interviewer in the eye. You ain't got to just stare at them and make them feel weird and awkward, but at least give them some eye contact to let them know that you're fully aware of what's going on and what's being said. But don't sit there and just listen just to speak because that means you really didn't comprehend anything. You was just listening for a pause for you to break in and say what you needed to say. That's not necessary. It won't help you in any type of way. Okay, y'all, let's talk about the do's of job interviews. We already talked about the don'ts. I didn't explain y'all head off about the don'ts. So let's go over the do's. The first one for the do's, and like I'm going to reiterate from the don'ts, save the date for your interview with an alert or an alarm attached. That's what I do. I put... I put the actual interview date and time in my calendar and I set an alert to let me know 15 minutes to an hour before so I can be fully prepared for the interview. Like I'm giving myself that extra step, letting myself know like, look, Lacey, you got something important going on soon. So save the date for your interview with an alert or an alarm attached. I think that's a smart way and a smart start. Next point. If you have an emergency and need to reschedule, do it at least a day before or four to six hours before if you can help it. If you can help it. If you can't help it, at least two hours. But if you can help it at all, don't cancel or reschedule your interview because it looks bad. It looks bad. It starts off your profile wrong. Like you're a person that's calling off on... I mean, calling out of an interview, like they automatically convert that to you calling off work. So they see that like, oh, they ain't reliable, but everybody don't think like that. So some people will be more than willing to reschedule. So don't take that. Just take it for what it is and take it for what I said. But just pay attention, though. Just make sure you do things ahead of time and think about others and not just about yourself and what you got going on. It's not all about you. Next point. Dress more formal than you originally think, just in case. Even if it's a you going to go work at a plant. If you're going to go work at a warehouse, normally when you're working in the warehouse, you're wearing comfortable clothes because it's probably going to be hot in there or it's probably going to be cold. You're probably going to get dirty, so you wear stuff that you don't want to get messed up. But that doesn't mean going there looking like you going to the gym or like you finna go to the club or like you about to go swimming. Like, don't go to an interview looking like that and don't go to a job looking like that dress more formal than than you think so if you think it's just business casual like a shirt and some slacks you know what i'm saying get a little more jazzy stand out make yourself stand out and look good look professional no i'm not saying put on a suit and it's 102 degrees outside no i'm not saying that but at least find something presentable enough and formal enough to impress your interviewer. Next point, do use proper grammar in English when speaking. Like I said, don't use slang and at least try to talk like you have some sense. Some people gonna have slip ups, especially if they're not used to communicating 
with people in professional environments. Like if you're mainly used to dealing with people in the streets, then maybe you can watch a few YouTube videos or, you know, TikTok or whatever you use, whatever platform you use to get information. Maybe you can look at some of those and, you know, try it out. Try to, you know, work on it. If that's not something you're good at, work, work on it. Like, don't just say, oh, I'm not good at it. And then just leave it like that. Like work on it. So do use proper grammar and English when speaking in a professional environment. That's a must. I would say all the time, but I don't speak perfect or proper grammar all the time. Or I use slang a lot in my personal life. So I'm not saying don't use it, but don't use it in an interview. Because that's the point and the topic of discussion today. So next point. Do turn your phone on silent or turn it off. Don't let that phone get in the way of your money, especially if it ain't no money coming to your phone. If ain't nobody, if them people that's texting you ain't paying you every hour or paying you every 30 minutes or however it's set up, if they not paying you, they should not have no place in your space when you in an interview, period. Next point. Show interest. Show interest in the job. Show interest in what the interviewer is saying. Just just, just generally, you know, show interest. Like, do a little research on the company before you go to the interview. Find out what they do and how they do it and what the culture is and what it, what it appears to look like from your research. Like, so when they ask you questions, you can answer them with knowledge and facts. And if and they will ask you, hey, do, do you know anything about our company? And then you say, oh, um, no, nah, I, I um, just just know that I currently work in this position. And um, like you don't want to sound like that when they ask you that. So just look the company up. It's a quick little search. It's it, it wouldn't hurt. Show interest. The more interest you show, the more they'll be willing to hire you. I promise. Next point. And I said these two, these these next two points, I already said them already when I was explaining the don'ts, but try your hardest to remain calm no matter what happens in an interview. Even if you don't get the job, remain calm. Be able to, to handle rejection. Like, it's okay. It's it's okay. It's more jobs. It's, it's more applying to do. So don't let that uh, make you step out of character. Um, And the next point is come prepared with documents and knowledge. Like I said before, research the company. Come come with your A-game. Like, know what you're talking about. Have facts. Have all your paperwork. Have extra paperwork from recommendations from supervisors and from school. Like, whatever you need to bring to make yourself stand out to the interviewer, bring it. No, I'm not saying bring... Um, videos where you got to put it up on a projector and not no, I'm not saying that but bring a few documents that show curriculum or show you know good things about you so next point do talk about your accomplishments but don't make it all about you give some time like share the time with the interviewer So don't just sit there bragging about everything you can do and you just this magical person that can just do everything because that doesn't look good. Like give them some time to say some things too about what they're capable of and what their needs are because you're the one they're asking them for a job. They're not asking you for a job. 
So it's and again, it's not all about you. So next point. Do answer every question. So every question that is asked, whether in person or on the application, answer it. Don't leave anything blank. And don't sit there looking dumbfounded when you answer ask ask the question. Answer every question. Also, um, practice good body language. Practice good body language. I explained this in the don'ts, but in the do's, practice good body language. Like I explained, smile, sit up straight, even lean forward, take notes, ask questions. Show that you're interested and really, really want this job. Like, show them how bad you want the job. Even if you don't want it that damn bad, at least act like it. And I know y'all got some good acting skills. It's a lot of y'all out here with good acting skills. Everybody want to be an actor or a rapper. So, pull out them acting skills and show your enthusiasm. Again, like I said earlier, do research on the company that you're applying to practice good body language listen and listen close listen to everything that's being said because you can miss things like i said in the don'ts don't just listen to speak do fully and clearly and claritively listen to what is being said if i use that last word right i feel like i did but anyway another point be as honest as you can be. And I ain't just say be honest. I said be as honest as you can be. And I'm. this is the last point on the do's, but I want to explain this one. When you go into a job interview, sometimes they're going to ask about more things than you should discuss. Like, for instance, if they say, have you been convicted of any crime in the past seven years? Even though you know you got something on your record 10 years ago or 12 years ago, 13 years ago, put no. No, you ain't been charged with nothing in the past seven years because it's true. If you ain't been charged with nothing in the past seven years, it's okay to put no. Don't put yes because you got some charges on your record. They asking for the seven years because that's probably all they go back. Don't give more information than necessary. If they ask you... What are your recreational activities outside of work? Make it sound like you just be working. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, these employers don't need to know everything about you. All they need to know is, are you able to do the job? Can you pass a background check and a drug test? And that's about it. They don't need to know about your personal life. They always say they want things to be like a family. It's never a family at your job, so that's a lie. So stop telling all your business to these employers and just tell them what they need to know. And that's why I say be as honest as you can be, because some things are better left unsaid. And I honestly mean that from the bottom of my heart and from experience. Like, I've told too much and regretted it later because these companies then ended up knowing too much about me, start following me on the Internet and on social media. Like, I, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't even add people as friends on Facebook that I work with. Like right now, I got one friend that I work with, two friends that I work with on Facebook. But it's because we work at different facilities or different accounts. We don't work like hand in hand together. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes I'm still a little skeptical, skeptical about having one of them 
I mean, skeptical about having one of them on as a friend because he watch a lot of things that I do. So, you know, we, we all like our privacy. But again, back to what I was saying, be as honest as you can be on these applications in the interview. Be as honest as you can be. Don't mess yourself up by telling a whole slew of lies. But again, be as honest as you can be. And that sums up my points for the do's and don'ts when job interviewing. And before I go, I want to explain my um, printable that I have. Um, Basically, it is the first one is an interview checklist. And it's online. It's basically online paper. It's something I created. But um, it's a checklist that says number. It's not number one, but this is the first one on the list. Appearance. Did you check your appearance? So, yes, you can check the box next to it. Yes, I checked my appearance. Is my hygiene straight? Did I take a bath? You know what I'm saying? Things like that. You can check that. And then you got... Oh, excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry. That one was unexpected. I just finished eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> and I guess it didn't agree with me. But anyway, um, body language, responsiveness, attitude, resume, application, and closing the interview. Though That is the checklist. And then the second printable is the interview checklist explained. And it explains each thing that I just named on the initial checklist. So the first one is um, make sure your clothes are clean and wrinkle-free. Make sure you're, wear, you're wearing closed-toe shoes unless the interviewer makes it clear that it's okay to wear sandals or open-toe shoes. Don't wear open-toe shoes to interviews. Um, have neat hair, conservative makeup, clean shave face. No, I'm not saying shave your face and head bald, but shape up your beard and stuff. Make it look neat. Don't go in there looking like you just been thugging it for the past few weeks. Like, go in there and look presentable. Make sure your tattoos are covered, especially if they're not presentable. If you got a naked lady on your forearm, cover it up when you go to a job interview. It's not presentable. The um, next one was for hygiene, and it asks, did you bathe? Did you brush your teeth? Not too much cologne or perfume. Um, The next one is body language. When you did you smile? Are you using good posture? No slouching? Are you taking notes? Making eye contact? Don't watch your watch and no fidgeting. So these things basically explain what each checklist um, title consists of. So again, the next one is responsiveness. Are you on time for the interview? Show that you want to be there. Be enthusiastic. Use proper grammar and no slang. Know the interviewer's name. Like, that's important. Know who you're talking to. Um, The next one is responsiveness. Responsiveness. No, I think I already said that one. The next one is attitude. 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 So, show respect to the interviewer. Be positive. Know about the company. Ask relevant questions that show you are interested. Um, after attitude is your resume. Do you have a copy of your resume in hand when you go to the interview? Yes, you should. Make sure the resume is not folded or wrinkled. Accurate dates are on the resume and make sure it's typed neatly on plain paper. As far as your applications go, make sure all the blanks in your application are filled. 
Your handwriting is neat and legible that anyone can read it. Um, all questions answered in the best way that suits your situation. Like I just just explained on the last do point, be as honest as you can be. That goes back to this checklist. Um, like I said, all questions answered in the best way that suits your situation. And then the last one is closing the interview. These are things that you do to close the interview in a positive way. You stand, you shake hands, especially if they are not social distancing. So if they don't want to shake your hand, don't force them. Um, Thank the interview and reiterate your interest in the job. Also, ask when will a decision be made? So these printables, again, are free. Anyone can download these. All you have to do is go to my website, look at the tabs. If you're on a desktop, the tab is going the tabs are going to be at the top of the page and you go all the way to the last tab which says freebies and printables and you click that and the first link available is the free printable. So you just click it, download it and print it. If you don't want to download it, you can save it to Google Drive or you can save it to your desktop. Um, If you're using a mobile phone and you access my website, you press those three lines on the left and then you choose the freebies and printables tab. And then you'll see the first link that you need to click to download the printable. So again, these help your damn self interview checklist printables are free. I wanted to offer you guys something and I want to do this more often. I want to offer more things in the near future on the next episodes. And also I want to mention before I completely end um don't forget about my journals recipe books sketchbooks uh planners all of those things have been published on amazon and they are under my name they are all titled differently so i don't want to list my entire inventory in the description because i'm not really here trying to sell anything I'm, I'm offering advice and resources but I mean it's also a plus if you guys were interested in any of the things that I've published so that's why I mention it um, but all you have to do is go to amazon.com and type Lacey Riley and you will see everything that I publish and if it's anything that you're interested in don't hesitate to make a purchase show your love show your support um, and that is all I have for this episode guys and like I said I was eager 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 beaver to get this podcast episode out here because it has been a while but I'm glad that I got a chance to share these things with you guys and I hope you learned something from anything I've said throughout this podcast episode and um Don't just help your damn self, help someone else as well. Share this podcast, share the information that I offer, share this printable. And also you'll have access to my printable website where I have other printable things that you can download for a very little to nothing. It's like $2, $3, nothing on there is expensive. So go and check it out. But thank you guys for listening and I hope you the best. Stay tuned for episode two, season two, Why No One Takes You Serious. That's the next episode topic. And I hope you guys are ready because I am not going to be gone forever again. I'm back. (laughs) I am back, y'all. But have a good night slash morning and I will talk to you next time. Bye.